So I got the offer from TCG, $23.64 and three ham sandwiches. Only one bus ticket. I think it's the best we got, man. We selling? They, they couldn't even get us two? No, just one bus ticket. Just one bus ticket. But it's to anywhere in the United States. So I think it's worth it. Deal? Deal. Send it. Welcome to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky Jones. Say hello. Hey, I'm $23 richer. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I, Wait, I'm hold on. $23 richer. richer? You're like, you're seven fifty. You should have no, read the contract. You should have read the uh, you contract. You got the 64 cents. With strokes on you, I got all three ham sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Jump, that was where the money me. was. <laughs> yeah, in, in this economy, that costs more than twenty three dollars. That's for sure. Uh, oh man. Oh yeah. It is. It has been a whirlwind of a week. Obviously, we got plenty of news to talk about this week. Uh, probably would do a little more news than we are actually metagame coverage. We will still cover the challenge top eights and link the league below. So make sure you check out those those links with the full deck list breakdowns. We don't talk about the decks you want to hear about. But, uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? I mean, it's store champs and uh, PTQ season starting off. Anyone get any action in? Oh, yeah. I went to a store champs. Uh-huh. They realized uh, three rounds in that they were given double promos. Pog? Uh, so they just, like, run it. Everybody just, whatever promo you would get on the price support, you just get double. I, I'm here for send it. They were like... No, no Bob for first and Bob for second. First place just gets two Bobs. Wow. So uh, suddenly the highest value event ever. I slid into fifth place playing the least amount of magic possible with a round one buy and drawing in the last round uh, for two of the Teferi charms and uh, sold them on the spot. How, uh, how prepared were people for the graveyard hate? I mean, everybody has it. Like the best deck in the format is just... Uh, 80 cards draw everything you need whenever like I I got my loss was to a four color elementals player uh, I waited for them to fetch so they couldn't have three mana for endurance hard okay because they had two fetch lands and one regular land in play and then I can file an outbursted for living end in response they fetched their other land cast Eldamari's call tutored for their endurance <gasps> Uh, evoked their endurance to wipe my yard, then evoked their uh, solitude for no target. They both go to the graveyard. They both get cast back with living end, and I lost. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. My opponent just gets to cast my living end, essentially. It's Call just an ambulance, that. but not for Ricky. Uh, mm. It was definitely for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very true, all the very other true. matchups where people weren't playing free spells, I felt like there were no decision points. Uh, I just went, I'm going to cycle. On. There were people not playing free spells? What are you doing in that format? Yeah, I ended up on it playing Infect. There weren't any Modern Horizons 2 cards in it. Uh, so I just got to win. You just raffle stomped them, basically. Uh, and then I played against a blue-white control opponent where I kept an opener of uh, two lands, two violent outburst, and uh, three grief and proceeded to draw a the blue-black cycler guy, so I could cast both griefs, two griefs on turn one, 
take his rest in peace, take his three fairy, and then living end later for the rest of his hand. Yeah. All right. Well, that is enough modern content for this show for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how are you doing, Chris? Hey, I am. I am hanging in there. You know, we're we've got some sick pioneer tournaments coming up in and around Austin that hopefully I'm not too late to sign up for. And uh, I'm not even sure what I'm going to play yet. I think it's about that time that we're in kind of those pre tournaments before the, you know, RPTQs really pick up around here. Uh, and so I'm really trying to figure out what deck I want to kind of lock in, right? Like I want to pick a deck, yeah. I want to settle on it, I want to play it a bunch. But we're still in that kind of point where you still want to be close enough to the metagame where you want to be repping with a deck that you know is going to be relevant. So still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, this weekend I sat down, I said, all right, I know the three decks I kind of want in my battle box for RCQ season. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through, I figured out uh, the last couple pieces I needed to finish up, sort of update some of those deck lists. So uh, I got my battle box ready, so I'm good for RCQ season. Picked up a couple more cards today in case I want to, like, switch up one of the deck options, but I'm definitely locked in, I think, generally on what my my RCQ plan is. So now it's time to start getting some reps in and uh, figure out where the mood takes me on the day of, you know? There we go. But boys, did you guys have any fun at uh, Willy Wonka's Double Masters Factory this weekend? I, I've been feeling the Willy Wonka memes real hard, uh, seeing all the uh, the collector cases opening, all the box openings and stuff like that, and me sitting here with my two booster packs, unable to calculate the odds of percentage of golden tickets with just two booster packs. <laughs> but there's good news for those who did not want to shell out 350 for a box of Double Masters. Okay. What's the good news, everyone? Every card is going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big pickups for Pioneer, in my opinion, is just Supreme Verdict and Colligan's Command. Yeah. They're three I, bucks man, each. Just get Colligan's your sets. Command is, yeah. I tried to get Nate to sell me his his full art, but you he said no. The full arts are like maybe $5? I don't know. Like, they're not expensive. They were... They were like twelve when I checked this weekend. They might be lower. Yeah, if they're, they're lower, already lower. I'll, all right, well, I'll just, lower. I'll just order mine then because even though it's the same art as Duress, they look pretty dope. <laughs> right. And if you want sweet uh, common uncommons that are full art, like the sweet monastery oh twitch spears, yeah. Like pick those up. Those are literally nothing right now. I bought the fu- the full art foil young peasies for like two dollars. Oh, those are sweet too. Yeah. Textured foils, actually not as rare as 3%, which is really funny. Uh, that was Watsy's own number. Uh, but they appear to show up once based, per case. Based on their earning reports, I don't think they're so, they're that good at accounting, in all I honesty. Just, you know what? It's just they come in 3% of all packs, and you get one in every case of the booster boxes. So it's like, all right, is that that's not the math of 3%, but whatever. It's good news for everybody who wants any cards in this set. Um, I got the Cryptic Spires I needed for Gold Cube, because you get one in every pack. You can't miss it. Nice. And uh, I did actually open the pack. My second pack did, in fact, just have Supreme Verdict and Culligan's Command. You can't can't write better than this, right? So I'm happy with my two packs. If... uh... I just need to buy a pack or two just to like crack it right. Right. But I just haven't. I just. I we we just ran it. We like went out Saturday just real quick to kind of just. We we've been feeling better since about like Wednesday, 
like a day or two after the podcast recording. We we definitely been out of like the CDC recommended quarantine period. Mm-hmm. So Saturday was kind of like our like, all right, let's just like go and try to catch up on a couple things. And so I was just like, yeah, we didn't have time to like stop by LGS, but I was like, ah, like I'll see if Target has some and they didn't. So it was whatever. But I definitely, I need to, when I'm at LGS on Friday, I might see if they have a couple packs lying around. It's just so funny to me. Like some stores have like no product and some stores are like, yo, did you just get all the product in town? Like what yeah. truck did this fall off of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the CDC's uh, recommendation on coughing up blood and then playing in fighting game tournaments? <laughs> they, uh, the recommendation is hope you get out of losers, idiot. <laughs> uh, no hate. I actually uh, love HBox to death, but that was probably one of the stupidest things. But that man either ever gave done. COVID. Uh, that man ever gave COVID or diphtheria to his opponents. Dude, he like, I think he he just put himself at risk uh, or gave COVID. Either way, it's not good. Not a smart move, but uh, uh, I still respect you, HBox. I don't respect you for this moment, though. But hey, you're an engineer. Go get it. Yeah, go get uh, it. <laughs> not, I, he already got it, clearly. You don't need Reggie's job. Reggie doesn't have a job either anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we got plenty of news to talk about outside of – hey, also, yeah, d- don't. If, if you're feeling sick, stay home. If you're coughing up blood – Go to a hospital. Don't take a COVID rapid test and say you're okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like, Jesus. Uh, all right. So, like I said, we're, we're going to kind of round things off with the challenge top eights. We're probably not going to have time for the leagues. Uh, this week, though, I do want to talk about, uh, hey, we have a really fun What Killed Magic this week, I think. Uh, we have some pretty interesting news, I think, is going to be interesting to discuss because we're still kind of in the learning process of one of the big announcements Probably we've seen it a long time for Magic, and then of course uh, we uh, we know there is a twenty card Explore anthology. So we're going to go over some predictions and wants in those first ten, and then uh, Patreon will get the second half of our predictions and wants. So we'll do ten on the show. We'll do ten on Patreon to get our full twenty, and then we're going to end the show with our new Patreon mailbag segment. So be sure to sign up for the Patreon if you want us to answer some. Give some A's to your Q's. So let's dive in, shall we? Let's what kill magic. And that is we're banning a card in the format that was made to not have bans. Heck yeah. Like what? what is – so Gritty Unix gets banned in, uh, in Alchemy, which Good. like sure, man, whatever. I think they just decided too late. To, but I just – this once again just shows – the issue and like the points they keep trying to make on arena being this like well it's going to be easy to program right like we we've made this thing this, this system it's going to be easy to program and adjust cards and we're just going to keep making cards so even the argument of like well clearly they they already programmed all the alchemy cards this season so they couldn't adjust grinning ignis goes out the window when they keep talking about how easy it is to and that was one of the the points of arena was it's so easy to add and change cards yo. Do you know how easy it is to add and change cards? So easy. We've got 400 characters of text and words of text, six-sided cards, uh, but we can't have uh, Shadows over Innistrad into the into the game. Delve spells are too hard. Oh, man. Emrakul scares my dev team. <sighs> the dev team doesn't even know how Possibility Storm works to even start programming it. Right. I mean, it's just like, 
how are you putting out like how are you saying things like the time investment is so difficult to put pioneer into magic on, on arena and then you're putting out cards like there's 16 15 special ties cards that are all six-sided with a million lines of text on them why who plays these i'm glad they banned a card in the unbannable format good send the message so, yeah i want to ban no more sick. cards in the unbannable format I hope you all got your wild cards, too. Oh, I did get four wild cards or uncommon Wait, ones. did they give you wild cards for nerfing things? Yeah, well, no. No, no wild cards. No refunds for nerfing. Only if they have to ban something. And they're not going to ban the rares. Just the uncommon. Just the I uncommon. can't believe that that's not the point that you guys were bringing up. I really, like, that's the insane part to me. Where it was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to nerf some cards. People who are already playing Alchemy... Have understand too much they're money. getting ripped off. Yeah, this is true. This is right. True. Like, this is true. I'm sorry if you're an alchemy enjoyer out there. You know, live your best life. But also, can you send me a grand? Because I mean, you got plenty of money if you're playing alchemy. If you're Saffronalo dropping three hundred dollars a month on arena sets on fake cards that aren't real, like even faker cards that aren't real, right? Yeah, like, these are absolutely never going to see play in paper because they don't exist in paper because it's Hearthstone. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Part of me, like, almost wishes Explore didn't happen because I want to see the same people yelling for, like, just make paper historic. Keep being like, yeah, man, I'll print off my, like, <laughs> like rubric sheet of my, like, un- my fold-out map card of just, yeah, we'll start, like, you know, you make the, the, the flycatcher or whatever. I just, like, the... I feel bad for historic players, honestly, because, like, Arena comes out, standard only, and then they're like, hey, what happens when our cards rotate if there's only standard? Arena's like, there'll be another format for every card, right? Uh Everybody gets super excited about that. They play it. There's historic anthologies. People invest into it as this thing you can play on Arena. It's this interesting mix of cards. And then they're just like, yeah, also... Every alchemy card is legal here, and any time we change a card in alchemy, it also gets changed in historic. Thanks for already having spent your money, idiots. Bye. It's just like, alchemy is not only like a bad format, it's a bad format that nuked their other like mid-format that people actually cared about, right? Yeah. yeah. Arena's just such a mess. Like, I don't know, the, the whole concept of just like, yeah, like we're going to heavily uh, nerf these cards, not give you cards back. And then now I get my Grinning Ingus. Un- Grinning Ingus is a common, an uncommon? uncommon. What is it? Uncommon. Something like that. Yeah, well, I get I get my wild card back for that, right? Surely. Yeah. Yes, we did it. Go to Four uncommon wild cards, finally. Heck yeah. I've been waiting for this day. Now you can craft those expressive iterations. Now mom can get that oh. operation. Oh, man. Son, I don't want to buy these shoes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, F that song. Anyone who plays that song at Christmas, like, yeah. burn, yeah. In hell. That's burn in hell. I play it ironically every year. <laughs> it's just the it's saddest like the song. worst song. Oh, 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 Dolphins. Oh, Shreddery oh, Dolphins. Cut that, cut that, cut that. 1600. Uh. There we go. All right. All right. So, we want to talk about the other big news this week. Obviously, this morning it was announced. At Channel Fireball and what's the other group? Binders POS. I don't know. I've never heard of them before. Uh, Channel Fireball acquired by a TCG player. 
check, uh, put your uh, your cloud your card kingdoms and your SCGs on notice. So, uh, can I have the floor? Yeah. Give the the shutter sound ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a finger right. on the button over here, huh? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Channel oh, fireball. you can't say that. I hate them. Oh my gosh, Ricky. There goes our sponsorship. Yeah, Golly. well, good. They're, like, okay. I've got so many complaints with Channel Fireball. One, is impossible to buy cards from them, even when they sold cards. Right. Uh, absolutely the worst interface. And, like, I've seen Star City's interface. Like, <laughs> uh, I hate Channel Fireball's interface. It's impossible to deal business with them. In person, they're lovely people. The human beings that work there are fine. Then, on top of that, they bought out the right to host GPs from every other organizer, killing so many amazing tournament organizers. Like, there were, I mean, like, not all of them were great. Some of them definitely needed to go the way of the dinosaur, right? But, like, there were so many good Midwest organizers that ran amazing GPs that we just saw, like, the same cookie-cutter prize wall garbage for years. I hated it. I hated the Channel Fireball GPs. Now, of course, now I'd wish for any GP back, but the Channel Fireball GPs were awful. SCG did some crazy stuff at their GPs. Do you remember when they gave away a random, like, card from Alpha, Beta, uh, Unlimited to every player who arrived? Like, they had a whole set, and they just gave one to every player who played. The SCG Gold Rush, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the SCG, uh, every player who registers gets a random Planeswalker back when, like, there were only, like, 30 of those printed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, SCG did so many crazy promotions, and I know that I don't think Channel Fireball took the non-domestic ones, right? Because, like, right, yeah. Haruya ran some amazing GPs. If you've read anything about the Haruya GPs, they're, like, absolutely insane events, right? Who ran the ones in, like, Shanghai and stuff like that? The ones that, like, there were, like, I don't know who ran those, but the Haruya ran events in Japan would have, like, 400 slots open to students for free to play. The first 400 mm-hmm. students that applied could play for free. They had like bag check-in. So on Sunday, when you got your bag from the hotel, you can just leave it there and they'll, they'll get it for you. They gave free water bottles to all players, free snacks, stuff like that. Not and, just whoever bought the VIP. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the VIP of channel fireball sucked too. It was like lame. I like I've been to some like GPs where like the VIP was like you got like you literally had these like extra like extra as weird to say extra wide tables like they had fewer people around you so you could play more open uh they had like a personalized pairing board like that was only for you so you didn't have to crowd around a pairing sheet back before the advent of the app pairings right I just channel fireball and then like then they got really big into flesh and blood. And even then you couldn't buy cards from them without like cracking the Da Vinci code to like get your buy order through. I, I just, it's a long time coming. Good riddance. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a lot of immediate Facebook comments, including from people that I was like, that I, I kind of respected that were like, Oh, terrible for the marketplace, less competition. And I'm like, like Channel Fireball hadn't been doing direct sales for a while, you know? Yeah. Like they were just another marketplace. All they sell is literally sealed boxes and box breaks. Right. Also, box breaks. That's where the money is. They hopped yeah. on box breaks so hard. I think box breaks are the scummiest thing ever. And like, 
we could get into like possible NFT stuff too. I don't want to talk about that. So, yeah, I mean, my my point is just that like they weren't a good marketplace, and like you know, if you want to go oh all competition, you know, not everybody's uh you know got the same ideas on how to how to run a political system, I suppose. But just going off this one, you know, if, if you're a fan, then you know places that don't have effective systems are going to fail, right? Like that's part of the system. So like propping up poor systems is not part of like uh, a successful marketplace. You know, I'm trying to figure out how I can phrase this to be honest with you. Well, it's also like, it's such, it was such a bold move. And by bold, I mean a dumb move to do the transition. Well, Dumb in the sense of, I guess that's what they needed to do to feel like they kept could keep their business afloat, right? Mm-hmm. Because clearly the rec sales weren't working. But like trying to move into the marketplace when you've had TCG player for years, right? Like not like trying to say like, well, now it's a monopoly in the marketplace. TCG player was already a monopoly in the marketplace, and there are still plenty of other single sellers you could go to. Are they good? No, that's why you don't use them in the first place. Right. But places like Troll and Toad, ABU, cool stuff, like, those places still exist. Yep. Right. There's plenty of places. And I just, I don't think it was a very good marketplace. They had really been struggling for a long time. Like, especially the COVID. It was just a tough time to monetize magic cards in a lot of different ways. And Except and, for box breaks. Except for box breaks. I mean, yeah. Made like, a lot of money on box breaks. Man, I, I tell you what, like... I don't mind box breaks just because, like, I assume that people know what they're getting into. But I did really get frustrated by one that I saw for Pokemon, where for two vintage boxes in a row, they were, like, promising a certain number of rares. And as you get to the end, they're just like, wow, all of these cards must contain rares because you're supposed to have 15 hollows in a box by rares i mean hollows sorry i forgot pokemon like the hollows are what you're after right this box has to contain 15 hollows there's three packs left we've only opened 12 hollows and then of course whoever this person bought the box from just scammed them like they they knew what the rates were in the cases and they sold the ones that were light on hollows so for twice in a row this person is like pumping up these must all be hollows like get your bids in for these things and then of course they weren't hollows they were just short hollow boxes twice in a row and it was just like ugh. You know, it's just so like if you all, if you all want if you're getting tired of box breaks, come join our YouTube channel Saturday nights. That's right. I have rolls of half dollars. That's right. Oh, we're, doing, we're doing the half dollars. <laughs> Any any half dollars that aren't silver, we play quarters against the wall with. Okay, wall right, with. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that is and an for a hundred dollars, you can get a meltdown. And again, unless you open up a a fifty cent piece with more silver than a buffalo fifty cent piece. I keep it all. Yeah, yeah I keep, I keep, all. I keep right. all. I keep all the the, the dollars. Yeah, oh, that's a that, real thing. In yeah, case our listeners is. are real confused, you know it's funny because like I, I will say that that should be a watch one night, one Saturday because they do it on Saturday nights. One mm-hmm. Saturday, I'll I'll just sit in Discord and stream it, and just like if people want to see this, honestly, it is like one of the most ridiculous things to sit there and watch. Like Ricky and I have just done it, and it that might be. Extra, that might be a thing we could do extra life this year. Just watch that. And just cyber stream that and just like fake hype up the silver. Yeah. Gosh, dude. Like it. it's like, so funny to me because like some of my friends and family will be like, oh, what's your podcast? You guys get like a decent amount of listens. What's it like? And I'm like, well, it's about a very specific thing, right? Like imagine if yeah. there was a podcast about door handles. Like that's kind of what <laughs> our that's kind of what our space is in the environment. Imagine then the going to that podcast that about door handles the left. and then them talking about break boxing quarters. You know, box <laughs> yeah. breaking, box breaking quarters. We're uh, we're off the we're off the rails here tonight on Crew Three Podcast. I mean, I'm just saying, 
my my you know who who can say where the road goes where the day flows salt, salt of the earth we'll miss them only time uh good riddance bye-bye channel fireball as we go <laughs> we remember oh, gosh here we are we i mean i'm sure they're still gonna sell flesh and blood boxes i don't think that's gonna stop yeah the break box the, the box breaks are not gonna stop you know that for sure yeah yeah so uh when are we gonna start covering metazoo all right, move it on, move it on, move it on. <laughs> all right, are you guys ready to talk about some Pioneer Challenges? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Pioneer Challenges. Number one, on Saturday, 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 where once again you can watch us stream the opening quarter rolls. Mm. Sorry, half dollar <laughs> rolls. Uh, eighth place, we have Idol on Rakdos Sacrifice. Uh, seventh place, P-Tarts to win on Rakdos Midrange. Uh, sixth place, Phil Helmuth on Fires of Invention. Fifth place, Jesse Samick on Is It Phoenix. In fourth place, we have Tunak Tunak on Azorius Control. Third place, Marine Rush on Is It Phoenix. Second place, John W. on Mono White Humans. And first place, Jeffrey03. I did it right. Hey, there it is. Hey, you're for sure. Zero three. All right. Uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? I mean, we're still uh, the single witches oven build of Rakdos sack here. Uh, we're bumping up two. What do you think? Two crocs? Uh, too many crocs? Uh, in uh, in mid range, two crocs are too many. I like. I'm a fan of the crocs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I guess all I have to say about that. I don't know. Um, I think. I that... think that the mono white deck is exciting that it got second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about mono white? I was gonna. We can talk about five cloud fires. We we'll talk about. We'll talk about some mono white. I'll talk mono white. A uh, hundred and seventeen dollars tabletop. Coming in cheaper than mono blue spirits. So you let us see what we got here. Four dauntless bodyguard. Four hopeful initiate. One kithian here of Akros. Two thraven inspector. Four luminarch aspirant. Four thalia's lieutenant. Four thalia guardian thraven. One tomic distinguished advocate. Uh, four adelander spell Cathar, Four brutal Cathar, One elite spellbinder. One attraction specialist. And four Brave the Elements. Man, we got some toolbox one-ups here and no Pyre of the Heroes. What do you think about that? I don't want to play Pyre of the Heroes. I want to smash. Right? I'm the loser that plays Pyre here, I want, honestly. I want my Adeline to, like, crash in for, like, seven. Yeah. You know? I believe that this is the how to play this deck. This is 34 creatures, four Brave the Elements, and uh, our lands attack. So uh, I think this is the best way to play this deck. Adeline, the most expensive card in the deck. More expensive than a set of Mutavolts right now. United States Smash over here. I'm I'm in. Like, let's go, yeah. right? Sorry, the most expensive card in the deck is three copies of Rest in Peace. Sure, okay, that's true. <laughs> that's in the sideboard. We don't need a sideboard because we're just going to hit them. We're going, we don't need sideboards. Exactly. All right, what do you think? Five color fires? Man, shouts to anyone who's going to register this deck list at a paper event. Five Color Fires? It's not nearly as wild as the uh, okay, enigmatic hold on, hold on. deck, yeah, right? But, but, but uh, yeah, well, it's, it's enigmatic. Oh, this is sorry. enigmatic fires. It's, yeah, it's Five, five Colors enigmatic. Yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, we're, we're playing Tatsunari Toad Rider now. How'd that get in here? Two and a black, three, three, three. Cast an enchantment spell. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. You get a we toad? get a frog. Okay, all right, I see you now. That makes sense. That checks out. 
and target the frog front. you control can't be blocked. Why have I not seen this card more? I feel like I played because with this it, in my pre-release and like stomped with it and then uh, never saw this card ever again. Probably because it's a bad limited card. It's a great limited card. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's bad elsewhere, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I lo- we're playing two Lithoform Blight. We are, we're here to get those, those pesky Nykthoses. Woo! Damn. Lithoform yeah, Blight. We're... That's a good one. I didn't even know this card. Nelia's present. This deck's hot. I always love this deck, and I always respect anyone that does well with this deck, because I do not have the the five brain cells it takes to rub together to play this deck. I'm only at two. Uh, I'm trying to get that third right now, but it's it's just just out of reach. Do you see Nimble Larcenist in the sideboard? What? Nimble Larcenist is a two of in the sideboard. Oh, the bird that bought too many swords. That's a you know that's not Ledger Shredder. That's Ledger Shredder at home. Whenever enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose an artifact and search from it and exile that card. Oh, so we're just uh, painseer, but we're a burb. No, it, it uh, not painseer. No, sin collector. Yeah, sin collector. Yeah, but a bird. We're better sin collector. Uh, it's just sort of like, uh, you know, you tell your mom that you really want Ledger Shredder for Christmas, and she goes to the store and sees Nimble Larcenist. She's like, this is good enough. Yeah, as a bird, right? Yeah. It's and you're blue. like, no, this is the store brand. Okay, okay, what do you think? New Disdainful Stroke Art, yay or nay? Um, I hate the New Disdainful Stroke Art. It looks really, really? dumb. Yeah. Uh, definitely, well, the best one is the Old Border from Time Spiral. Sure. Other than that one is the uh that's no, the same art. It's the snake it's the snake yeah. saying no, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I like the Ravnica one, right? With the Demir agent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. The the reman. Yeah. The the reman this casual. The uh yeah. I, I like that disdainful stroke art better. I mean, uh it's no Anne Hathaway negate, but you know. Oh, Anne Hathaway negate's classic. Deafening silence still frightens me. Deafening silence. That's- that's it's that's just, the art I'm, I see. It's just three really angry guys. Ricky. <laughs> there could there could be nine more of them, and then there's twelve angry men. Oh no, you're right. You actually can uh play four copies of Deafening Silence and make twelve angry men. If you do it, take a picture and uh, you know, I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I wanna come on down to seventeenth place. Grixis Pyromancer by Demonic Tutors. We got four Ledger Shredder, four Young Peasy, four Sedgemore Witch, uh, one Omnixus the Adversary, four Claim the Firstborn, four Consider, two Eaten Alive. What does that card do? It exiles a creature if you sack a creature. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, Fiery Impulse, four Opt, four, three Thoughtseize, three Village Rites, two Dispute, one Plum the Forbidden, four Treasure Cruise. What do you think of playing... Uh... Man, I, I like this deck a lot, but I feel like... Having our creatures at two and three, we really have to like do a whole lot of nothing to make sure we have the gas to get the value out of our pyros and our witches, right? I mean, you just sort of like thought sees turn one and then turn two, you, you've cleared your way for a, a shredder or a pyromancer, right? Okay, yeah, I guess. And then like you always just have like an obnixilla sack engine. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. You always just like cheese with like claim into village rights. This, this deck draws a lot of cards with like. Plum the Forbidden Village Rites, Deadly Dispute, Opt. Sure. Um, the only thing that's weird... Oh, it is playing Consider also. I was like, Opt over Consider seems weird. But uh, uh-huh. I like this deck. Unlicensed Hirsch is a, a good card. Uh, the funniest thing ever is two Unlicensed Hirsch. Just battling it out. Yeah, the like the Duel of the Whips, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
just you just can't activate first <laughs> very true very true uh the real deck though i want to talk about is 18th place cftsoc three we have a take on niv to light here three blood tithe harvester two crocs of tighter death hunger wait a minute Am I, is this Seracto's mid-range list? Four favor of the Mirror Breaker. One Valky Godlike. Selfless Glyph Weaver. Omnath Logos of Creation. Niv Mizzet Reborn. Two Fatal Push. Four Thoughts. One Abrupt Decay. Two Dreadbore. One Drown Lock. Three Vanishing Verse. Two Definite Clarion. One Execution Event. Four Bring to Light. Did we just, like, have a stroke halfway through writing our Rakdos mid-range uh, deck list and start writing Niv to Light instead? Yeah, they were clearly totally thinking, like, right? They were thinking, like, man, I'm building this red-black deck. But what if it played all the colors? You know what I'm saying? Like Jerry Thompson once was a madman and threw together the um, the uh, Thopter Blade deck and the Dark Depths deck together, and they had one little combo baby, and it was yeah, like uh-huh. brilliant deck building. And since then, it really hasn't been done. You know, it's been really hard to combine two different combo decks. But here we go, taking uh, two decks and just smashing them together. I believe. Uh... There was once, I want to say his name is Philip Dickman, but I could be wrong. Philip Dickman? Uh, huh? Dickman? Yeah. Who uh, who innovated the greatest innovation in all of modern, which was, uh, what if I just put four Tarmogoyfs in my Splinter Twin deck? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, genius. And then name it Tarmo Twin. Tarmo Twin. I believe that Fatal Push wasn't around then, though. Because Tarmogoyf was still been. a good card. Yeah. Uh, I do love, of all the cards in this wild deck, is the one of Reconstruct History in the sideboard. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Glyph Weaver. What? Glyph Weaver? I always talk about that card. Okay. But, anyways. Decks, uh, what, does Re- what? What does Reconstruct History do? Oh, it returns an artifact card, an enchantment card, an instant card, a sorcery card, and a planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand. That's so many things. It's all the things. It's uh, everything but a creature. Hold on, we're also playing two Rabble Master in our board? What are we doing here? Attacking. Okay, fair enough. We're Rabble Rousing, really. Uh, last couple quick mentions here. Uh, 21st place, JFW239 on a little bit of... Uh, that's some Combat Celebrant combo. Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. We'll let, if you want to take a bigger look at the list... It'll be in the links below. And then 29th place, underscore, Falcon, underscore, on Celeste the Angels. It's been a while since we've seen Celeste the Angels. Yeah. I feel like I see this Angels every day. Because this is, like, I swear, got to be, like, the third most played deck on Arena. Splendid Angels, still $40. Still waiting on a reprint, please. Double Masters was the time. They said Double no. Masters was the time. I have to decide. Do I want Meathook Massacre? Do I want Splendid Angels? Uh, or do I want to both. feed my children for the week? I don't <laughs> want to feed <laughs> Who needs children, right? Uh, all right, moving on to Sunday's challenge. We have... Bu- 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 eighth place, That Irish Guy on Bant Humans. Uh, seventh place, Talisker on Rakdos Midrange. Sixth place, Mateus F34 on Is It Phoenix? Fifth place, Aledba on... Uh, Olebda, sorry, got the got this flipped around on Boros Agro. Fourth place, we have J Brow on Azorius Control. Uh, third place, we have Paul Luger, Paluger, thirteen on five. Sorry, yeah, five color humans. And then, hey, look, Ricky, 
a five color deck that is actually five color. Wow. Uh, and then we have second place TN93 on Is It Phoenix? And the, oh, sorry, this is not Phoenix. This is Is It Thing in the Ice? Right. So we're playing we're playing Drake instead. Uh, and then first place we have Life Is Risk seven on Hidden Strings. Where do we start? Which which human deck do I want to start with, guys? What after five color? What happened to Life Is Risk six? Well, you don't want to. They know. found out the life was a risk. Oh man. It's interesting to see uh, Hidden Strings up here. It is a pretty stock list, a very good uh, player, I'm sure. Uh, but I haven't seen the deck in forever. I kind of was worried it was just sort of gone. Yeah. I mean, it has been, right? I, I mean, it just gets got by so much of all the incidental, like, hyper-aggro decks in the format right now. Right. But things might be slowing down enough. All right. Let's talk some Bant Humans here. So we got Experiment 1, 3 minutes back to Charming Prince, Thalia's Lieutenant, Thalia Garden of Threeman, Werewolf, Pack Leader, Adelander's Blood, and Cathar, Extraction Specialist, Protective Mage, Collected Company. So essentially, we're the, like, the five color humans with Manus Ride and stuff like that, only we're playing the Extraction Specialist, Charming Prince package, which is pretty fun. I think it's fun. I think Extraction Specialist is the real deal. It's I Honestly, I feel bad for how much... For how down on this card I was, but honestly, it's probably the art. The art, the art kind of turned me off to it. If I'm honest, he's a guy really? carrying another thing. Yeah, but the faces are really mushy. The faces are really uncanny valley. They're kind of like the like, same that's, face twice. That's, that's <laughs> a lizard. That's a lizard in a mask. Oh man, that's a lizard man. Alex Jones. They, they're they're not saving that child. They're taking them to put them into furniture to sell online. Oh man, the Amanda closet. Here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. Uh, then five cover humans. This is where... Okay, now... You are a madman for playing Collective Company and Pirate Heroes in the same deck. But... Look, if you're going to want one of Mainboard Blade Historian with Liliana Heretical Healer... Round of applause. Round of applause. Expert deck building right here. Master. I agree. Py- Pyre lets us have all these fun one-ofs in the board. But yeah, playing Pyre in our Coco deck... That's a that's a bridge too far that I would have never crossed. This deck is uh this deck is hot. It is sweet. It is so good. I love it. What's our fun is in the sideboard here? We got uh Direfleet Daredevil Acquisitions Expert, Lavinia Outland Liberator, Scheming Fence, uh Morthalias, the Hearse, ooh, Staticaster. Staticaster is a fun one. Cabal, Redane. Oh yeah, this is this is hot. This is good. This is uh I'm here for it. I'm living it. So what do Redane's you think? Coco not a human. Pyre. You can't get it with Pyre. That's okay. She's still just good. Okay. That's fair. We could still hit her off of Coco. You can. Can you cast the back half when you hit her off Coco? No. Because you put them into play, you don't cast them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what do you think? Pyre versus... Uh... I think the the more straightforward Bant Humans deck is better, personally. Okay. All right. This you know, is just more fun. As much as, uh, like, what does even, what does the Liana Heretical Healer really even do for you? Yeah, it's not the Liana I would pick. Uh, not my I think Liliana. Just like, not, I just want a Charming Prince, Extraction Specialists all day, like Charming Prince Mythalia's Lieutenants, the Charming Prince Mythraven Inspectors, and just, like, go to Value Town. Yeah. I've been there before. Yeah? How was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Who's the mayor of Value Town? Mm, Guy Fieri. I was also going to say Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pulling. He's pulling double duty. Yeah, he's the only one with political experience. Honestly, having been the mayor of Flavor Town for so long, you know, so right. it's just like you got to go uh, with the guy's got the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can get behind that. 
Uh, real quick, uh, Monoid Humans back again in 28th place. And then 20th place, laden with the run back on just rule beatdowns. So uh, I'm sure this is what Wizards is looking at when they're trying to build that Challenger deck, huh? Oh, I, they've already done and built it. They haven't Co- looked at coming any of this to a, stuff. Coming to a store near you. Yeah. Uh, also 13th place, uh, Togek on a really fun... Oh, hey, it's Grinning Ignis. It's the band card. Oh, no. What? Get him. Yeah, Can't play Arboreal it. Grazer, Elvish Mystic, Generous Servant, Runaway Steamkin, Tanglefloorhedron, Thunderkin Awake. Oh, it is just the Historic deck. Well, no, the Historic deck plays uh, fake cards. Oh, you're right. Okay. But still, like we have like Risen Reef, Devilish, Devilish Valley is fun with Grinning Ignis. All right. This deck's hot. I respect this deck list. I'm in. Your thumbs up. Thumbs up. Go look at this deck list. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, look, two two great events. I mean, once again, the Pioneer metagame, eh, look, I was definitely worried heading into post-ban that Mono Green was going to be an issue. You were a coward. You, it, you were a coward. Uh, no, 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 no. I was only a coward because it took so long to figure out how to beat Winota was pick up a removal spell that I was worried we weren't going to see People aren't going to figure out how to beat Mono Green, and that's just to kill your opponent dead. Yeah. Kill him dead. It's so or easy. Play like you a single copy of Aethergust, something like elves. that. Elves. Yeah. So, you know, I was worried that we weren't going to adjust and we're just going to stagnate, but I think the front looks great. This is honestly, you the know. Story of a girl? Oh. <laughs> Cry room down the whole yeah, world, yeah. absolutely. But I do think that this is it's turned into a good meta. I think it has really turned into a good meta game. And uh, I'm hoping that I, I'm excited for this PTQ season. I hope I get to go play in a fair amount of Pioneer events still during this PTQ season. So, gentlemen, real quick. Uh, no, not real quick. We can still take a couple minutes to kind of cover this. What do you think about Explore? Where do, you, where do we think? So we, we, we do know. We don't have a date. We do know, though, that at some point this year, we will see the release of a 20-card anthology adding uh, a mix of some of the most powerful and, like, oh, I forget the actual phrasing, but essentially it sounds like there's going to be a mix of just, like, community fan favorites and, like, actual competitively viable stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk for a minute here and let's go over kind of like what we think the first 10 are kind of going to be. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll let Ricky go first. I don't know. I want to go first on this one, especially because it's just like I'm still waiting for uh, for Pioneer Masters. You know, that was on the roadmap. It was promised years ago. So, you know, um, when this comes out five years from now, I'm sure we'll be uh, have ample opportunity to revise well, honey, this list. You're, you're going to be waiting a long time for that. Yeah, you're darn right. All right. I'm going to tell you the way they're going to do this is you're going to see two cards from each color, one five color cycle of lands and five miscellaneous cards that don't fit a color exactly, right? Okay. It's my top ten, and one of them I know. My number eight, they won't do because they're cowards, and they can't do it. It's too hard. Uh, But this is my hope. This is what I want to make the format move forward. Uh, We got number one, Eidolon as a red card. Supreme Verdict as a white card. Voice of Resurgence as a green card. Swiss Spear as a red card. Treasure Cruise as a blue card. Maze's End as a miscellaneous card. Sylvan Carotid as a green card. Emrakul, the Promised End, as a miscellaneous card. They won't do it. They're cowards. They somehow can't program the ability to take your opponent's turn, even though you can do it in MTGO. 
uh, Kalidus, a black card, and Favored Hot Plight, a white card. I think Favored Hot I, I mean, definitely most of your list there, I fully agree with. Um, Amazing that it just feels like such an obvious pick now with the... Okay, real quick, we, we've joked about and just memed on alchemy cards, right? We didn't end the six-sided cards. We didn't talk about all the cards where they just reused the art assets on to make entirely different cards. I don't even want to talk about those. Yeah. I think that was kind just, of gross. It's so gross, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh, so. I hate that so much. But those are my ten. I've got a full twenty written out. I think the lands that we're going to get back are the man lands from ba- Battle for Zendikar. Uh-huh. Uh, because I think, uh, really, we don't need the Portland lands, like the Shadows lands. They'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think the Battle lands, while they don't see play, occasionally you'll see some people, like, trying to jam that shambling vent, you know? Sure. But uh, I think that the top ten are cards that need to be added for Explorer to continue to believe that it is anywhere close to Pioneer. Sure. Uh, Chris, you want me to go, or do you have some? Uh, you want to you want to cover your picks? No, no, you go ahead. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't really have a lot to add to this list that that Ricky and I didn't talk about uh, before. To be honest with you, so sure. Uh, yeah. So my pick. So five leads are going to come straight off of uh, playing Pioneer because again, these are these are my general personal wants. I want it. I want Mosley and Wander and Spellqueller. Let's finish off Spirits. Right. Maybe can I can I get a Reflector Mage? Easy. Uh, I agree with Ricky on Voice Researchers and Kalidus. Um, I think both of those are very good mid-range cards that also have a wide range of use and can appear in uh, in multiple decks. Sorry, one sec. The big thing is I don't believe that we're going to get, like, the, this is not going to be the everything, right? They're not going to give us War Elf. They're not going to give us both Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. Like, you're not going to see, like, all of the cards for Lotus Field. Uh-huh. No, I agree with that. I think you are going to see them kind of spread out, right? So I do think we're going to see... I think Poor is probably the first card you start with. Poor from Lotus Field? I don't think, like... Just because I think that, like, uh, Hidden Strings and Cypher is going to be kind of a, a weird one for them to try to do. Yeah. You don't ever cipher the card anyways, but, you know. Yeah, so I think either poor because Vizier's already in the set, already in, right? Because of uh, of Almond Cat Remastered, right? So I think poor is kind of where you go next. I think poor is an interesting card that can have applications outside of just its a uh, yeah, just like the one I, deck. I do think you're you're on the money as well with Eidolon and Swift Spear. I think those are two very easy cards to add, and so I think that like. This is definitely going to be a mix of less so. They're not going to give us all the Pioneer cards. This is going to be an easy one for them to knock out the... It's the first runaround, so we're going to do all the easy ones up front, right? Right. So Idol and Swiss Spear, so easy to do. So easy to do. Um, Carrington is another good pick. I Like I said, I, I honestly, I most of my the, my, my bottom five will, are mostly just cards that you, you've already talked about. Swiss Spear, Supreme Verdict, Idol on... All, all the easy cards, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think definitely uh, the bottom ten are where it's really going to get interesting. So um, I think you have I think- to. I think because every time, if you look at the anthologies, I I did a lot of thought into this. I put a lot of thought into this today. Um, uh-huh. I've looked it back at like a lot of the historic anthologies and how they've added sure. cards before. They like to add a cycle, uh-huh. and they like to spread out the colors of the cards. 
and they kind of like to make the two cards of the color not do the same thing. Even though I've sure. got Eidolon and Swiss Spear kind of doing the same thing, both being aggressive, right? So, like, the two uh-huh. blue cards here, I put Treasure Cruise, and then way down on the list, I put Thassa, God of the Sea. Sure. Because those are two blue cards that want to do different things. And uh, that's, that's kind of how they set them up, right? And they always put, like, either, like, the Cycling Lands was one, the original Kamigawa Shrines was one. They always have a five-card cycle. Uh-huh. So that's why I think the lands are the five-card cycle that I think we're going to see. I really think that another thing you have to think about is they mix it up so that it's, like, about, like, eight rares, like, two commons, two to three commons, like, four uncommons, and, like, three or four mythics. They, like, want a majority to be rare, and then, like, the other cards are, like, uncommons and mythics, and or uncommons and commons and stuff. So getting cards, like, I think that... uh Cards like Voice of, uh, sorry, Swift Spear, Treasure Cruise, uh, and Reflector Mage, which also is on my list, all make it pretty easily because they're lower rarity cards that could fit in on this like list of cards that is all going to be pretty high rarity. I also think that what Wizards is kind of done playing around the bush of like pretending that this game isn't just pay to win, right? <laughs> sure, that's very true. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see at least. 15 cards of rare or higher in this 20 cards. Uh-huh. So, uh, and my my replacement card for Emrakul, because they won't pro- program it, is uh, probably Urborg. Oh, okay. It's like just a other card to put in, but uh, I, I like my list a lot. I thought a lot about this. I think Mutavolt, Jeskai Ascendancy, my Lotus Field card to add in was Dark Petition. Even though it doesn't see play, I think that Wizards is also tone deaf, so I don't think they understand that nobody is playing Dark Petition anymore. Uh huh. But it is an interesting card. So I I don't think they're just gonna give us all the power cards that we're missing. They're gonna give us like a mix of some good cards and a mix of some like mid cards. Sure. I could totally see that. I think I think they're pretty afeard of of adding um the Dell spells. But uh, I would like to be wrong. I think the Dell spells are obviously what makes Pioneer unique, right? And that's like they're playable, but you just don't see a ton of decks playing them, right? Like you see some decks playing three of Dig Through Time. The only deck really playing Treasure Cruise right now is obviously Phoenix. You know, it's the only I think only deck uh, they have to add Treasure Cruise. Like the ones I'm sure of are Treasure Cruise, Supreme Verdict, and Monster Swiss Spear. Like I don't see there's any earthly way we don't get those three. I could see it just because, like, hey, they want to make the like the real Phoenix deck, but I think at that point you pretty much complete all of Phoenix and and none of anything else. I guess you don't have um, Thing in the Ice, right? But you just probably are playing Ledger Shredders in your Phoenix anyway, and and are fine with that. So um, I could actually see Thing in the Ice coming in before Treasure Cruise, but we shall see. That's probably my only my only think of like I I would think that we're getting that card before Treasure Cruise. Ruckman, any thoughts? No, I, I think you're you're bringing up a lot of valid arguments there, and, and I do think that, like, even as easy as it would be to put them in, especially with Escape already being in on Arena, that there's just kind of fear on the Dell Spells. And honestly, the longer it takes the Dell Spells to get onto Arena, I think the longer they're going to last in Pioneer. I think the Dell Spells are a problem, but I'm worried about just the number of plays the Dell spells will see 
And that's just going to lead to people complaining again, and we'll see just cards get banned because arena players hate playing against them so much. The thing is also you have to think about with this set, right, is that these cards will also become available for Brawl. They will also become available for Historic, right? Yeah. Maybe Alchemy. I'm not sure how that works. Maybe, right? Um, so I think, like, cards like like the Cycle of the Manlands and stuff like that are going to make those Brawl players happy. Um, like, cards like Thassa might make a Historic sure. player happy. Dark Petition, you know, is, could be a card that sees a lot of play in Historic where you have, like, really powerful cards to go find. So I'm thinking about, like, not only, like, cards that I want to make Explorer more Pioneer, the cards that Wizards is going to include because they want to also sell these cards to non-Explorer players. Yeah, that's totally true as well. That's a very good point. So that's my opinion, man, on this whole thing. Well, I I definitely like those opinions. Uh, real quick, let's wrap things up here with a tick a peek in our Patreon mailbag. Uh, patrons on the Discord, Patreon members, um, if you are not a member of the Discord, let me know. Or if you are in the Discord and don't have your Patreon tag, remind me uh, or ping me, and I will make sure you get that tag because uh, there is a patron only channel where we talk about. Uh, some of the stuff, and I usually generally, if I'm looking for an episode idea, I'll go into the Patreon channel and be like, you know, what do you want to listen to? What do you want to see? And things like that. We'll talk a little bit there. And but now there is a new benefit of the Patreon mailbag, just as kind of a thank you, an extra thank you for as we as we kind of cut back on streaming and video production. Um, but I need to nail Ricky down because we need to start. Uh, oops, excuse me. We need to get ready for our journey into Nick's. Because uh, Born of the Gods is going up this weekend. I've said it a million times, but it's actually happening this time. And I promise you that. <laughs> um, and so Journey Nixer is going to happen and we're going to start going away. So uh, as we've cut back on streaming and video content, I wanted to give another way to say thank you to the Patreon members. So we are doing the Patreon, uh, the Patreon uh, mailbag at the end of the episodes here. So our first question comes from Bridger. Uh, what is your most wanted legacy legal reprint? It can be any card that isn't pioneer legal. Um, so yeah. So what's a card that you uh, you want to see into pioneer's legacy legal? Into pioneer that's legacy legal. Yeah. Not modern legal. Not modern legal. So you. Get I guess to go modern eat- legal cards are legacy legal, right? <laughs> yeah, unless it's on the ban list. But yeah. Right, right, right. Off the top of my head, I want either. Uh, Elvish Archdruid or Goblin Warchief. Okay, okay. Chris, what do you think? Man, I'm going to sound like actual Satan compared to Ricky. Uh, I want either Faithless Looting, because I just want to see Hellbreak loose. Wow, you are actual Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I I want Mother of Runes. You mean Giver of Runes? Oh, you you can get... No, I want Mother of Runes. You want the big mob. (laughs) I want Mother of Runes. I I think that would just give... uh, like some of the white decks, just like the extra tools they need to like help with removal spells and things like that. I don't even know that if you played. I mean, there's such good removal. I, I could be wrong on that because um, you know we already have our Thales, we have our whatevers. My backup, I guess, might be Aether Vile just to like help with some of the creature deck stuff. Aether Vile's got to be too good. I, oh, it's too. I mean, it's too good in a lot of places. But I just want to see some power level added to like yeah. some of the creature decks. You know, um, I I think a fun one, uh, Master the Pearl Trident. I think. 
merfolk is this is this tribal synergy that's never really gotten a chance at pioneer that's kind of missing a big key payoff piece something from uh you know curse catcher i feel like just one of the kind of key modern pieces of merfolk could be kind of interesting for master lore fantastic answer curse catcher (laughs) maybe even something as simple as like a rancor just to give like Mono Green Stompy decks, just a little bit like let's go back to like classic Mono Green Stompy, right? And just kind of get in there with beats down. Like I think Rancor would be a kind of a fun, like, you know, one, two, three curve aggressive green base, like ghoul deck. Um, so yeah, I think like a Curse Catcher, or a Lord, or a Master of Pearl Trident, or like a Rancor would kind of be my picks. Oh, what about Channel? Now that Channel Fireballs uh, doesn't exist anymore, right? We just throw Channel <laughs> just, into, into Pioneers, just, just pour one out. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I dig good. it. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you. So thank you to Bridger for that question. Uh, again, make sure you get your, your all your questions in the, the Patreon mailbag channel. I'm going to kind of make sure everyone gets to answer. We ask a different patron's question once before we start the list back over again. Um, so kind of be aware of that. If you're going to throw in like four or five questions at once, uh, it might take a bit to get us there. But we will we will try to work through our way through this mailbag every week. Uh, so thank you to all the patrons, and again, uh, any patron tier gets you into the Patreon Discord and the Patreon mailbag. So a week when we have more just... time, I'm sure we could duck out two or three questions. You know? Oh, for sure, definitely. Uh, so be sure to get in your questions for that. And of course, thank you to the patrons for helping us keep us going. It's Patreon.com/slash/Crew3MTG, gentlemen. I also want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone at home for tuning listening week in week out we love making and talking about the pioneer contest thank you everyone at home we love all of you but i do love these two gentlemen here gentlemen where can they find you on the social medias you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore christmas and christmas has no t and ricky you can find me on twitter at also steve and all right that's it oh. <laughs> that's it <laughs> cut it and, and that's it and five five color elves will be coming out hopefully this week if not it'll be up next week so you can go check out ricky's uh wild wild build of uh of five color elves there oh yeah it'll be a blast <laughs> all right well let's uh let's close it out of course you can find me at crew three podcast uh, where I talk about all sorts of things on the Twitters. And then, of course, Crew3MTG Crew 3 on YouTube and Twitch. You can check us out there. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.